What is up, sports fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pez's Picks. I am not Pez. I am Jeff Hartman. He is Pez. Those that are watching us on YouTube, Pez, what's going on? I do it, Jeff. Another big week this week. A lot of winners out there. Yeah, and we actually didn't do too bad. And I say we, it's you. I don't have nothing to do with these picks. I'm just helping you through the show. Let's dive right into this. Last week, we finished 500 across the board in our straight in our picks. We're always picking against the spread. NCAA, NFL, we gave you some bonus picks. Let's get that out of the way right now. Our bonus picks have not been good, right? Bonus picks is, is always a, a, a raffle ticket. It's a 50-50 ticket. If you hit one a season, you're happy. When you get a plus 700 play and you get smoked in that one, that's all right. I hope nobody put the mortgage on that one. <laughs> and Ricky Fowler, plus 1,600, did not pan out in the Zozo Championship. It was Colin Morikawa that won that tournament. So the bonus picks so far have been no bueno. But I did think that our NFL picks last week, I was I was sweating. So I write all these down in a notebook. I've got a sure. notebook that's labeled Pez's Picks. And I'm following them as the games are happening. And I know that the early slate, you took the Lions plus three on the road at M&T Bank Stadium over the Ravens. And this thing was over before it even started. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this is not a good start. What were your thoughts on the that, – that was your rule, always take the Lions. You did, they did, they let you down. Yeah. I mean, when you get the quarterback play you saw in Baltimore, he's the best in the league when he plays yeah. like that. I mean, he – what do you throw for almost 400, three touchdowns, ran one. It was a big game. Um, he hasn't had a game like that in years. And I like seeing him play like that. Uh, Detroit wasn't ready to play. Coach even said it. They changed up their practice schedule. He admitted after the game. Um, I think he gave him a day off or no pads. Campbell took the whole game on his shoulders, and uh, and I respect that. And and they didn't look like they were ready to play. Uh, but what, what? That's a tough. When you get quarterback play like that, out of you're not beating that team. He was on fire. No. And that was a tough bet because, you know, M&T Bank Stadium is a tough place to play. As a Steeler fan, I've seen the Steelers play there twice a year, sometimes three if they have a playoff spot. It's a tough place to play. Or they play the Ravens twice a year. They play at M&T once a year, maybe twice. But it's a tough place. So we, we were L's on that one. And then all of a sudden you're at the Tampa Bay Atlanta. And you're thinking, okay, this is a close game back and forth. And Tampa Bay has the opportunity. Desmond Ritter is trying to literally give them the game, trying to fumble it away. Yep. You can't. Atlanta Falcons end up winning. Well, and there's a rule in gambling. Uh, if your team turns the ball over, your chances of covering go down. If they turn the ball over multiple times, uh, you're looking at a dream. Uh, yeah. They might win, but when your quarterback throws two picks like Baker did and you have a fumble in there, chances are you're not covering. And uh, turnovers are a, a death blow in the gambling world. Um, you know, and unfortunately, that that's how it worked. And Baker looked like the Baker that got dumped in Cleveland. and That's why he's down there, I guess. So here I am as the co-host of the show, as the network director of Fans for Sports Network, and I'm watching these 0-2 starts of the NFL slate, and I'm thinking, oh, no, come on. like We got to get some winners. And you went out on a limb on prime time. The prime time is when Pez shines. That's what we have. They make up the shirts now. Eagles, Dolphins, Eagles were giving two at home against the high-flying Dolphins. You said take the Eagles giving two, and they pulled through in a big way. They win by, eh, actually, it wasn't even that close. I think 31-17 final score. Pez, your boys, they did it. Well, uh, Miami's best player was our offensive coordinator. That game should have been over in the first half. Play calling still suspect. You, you got a, a, a called run 
on our first drive. I think we were on the nine and Jalen ran into a wall of Miami. I don't know what that guy's doing, but Jalen overcame it. He's a little banged up. Birds are flying. We got a tough stretch coming up, but I'm on board as long as Jalen's out there. The guy's the guy's awesome. Best we ever had in Philadelphia. He's tough, but he's banged up. I'm, I'm concerned. Like you could tell by the end of the game, it was he was not moving around like he normally does. Is that does that sway you? Let me ask you this: You're you're an Eagles fan, and this is not an Eagles podcast, but it is a better. If you see a Jalen Hurts clearly hobbled, do you avoid the Eagles now for a couple weeks until you see what he can do? Well, it, it depends. Uh, and uh, some friends of mine were talking watching the game. The velocity on his ball is visibly down this year. Uh, you know, last year, Patrick Mahomes, I think he hurt his ankle. Ball velocity was the same. I mean, he was limping, but that ball was still zipping. Jalen's velocity, it, it just doesn't look right. So hmm. we're not taking them this week. Uh, we're in a revenge setting with Washington. Revenge games are tough when you're playing them the second time around after beating them. Uh, I think we win the game, but I think it's going to be close and Going to have to see what happens with Jalen going forward. They're being hush on this injury. I guess it's a knee or a leg. He had a brace on a little bit. And we're just hoping, keeping our fingers crossed. Obviously, he's playing, so there must not be a, too much structural damage. Or, but his his ball isn't zipping like it was last year yet. That's a good point. And then the game that probably, if people listened to Pez's picks last week, they probably thought, this guy is insane. He is taking the Vikings, even though they're getting a touchdown, at home on Monday Night Football against the San Francisco 49ers, the juggernaut 49ers, and even without Debo Samuel and even without potentially Christian McCaffrey, who does end up playing, they're still going to be able to win. Well, no, the Vikings win straight up. Don't even need the points. Pez, you, you look like a genius. We we chickened out. We should have taken the money line and really cashed in on that one, Jeff. <laughs> uh, like we talked about last week, West Coast teams, especially San Fran, I think I, I mentioned it's the longest flight you can take in America in the Continental 48. Uh, back and forth two weeks in a row, wear and tear on your body. Uh, and when I'm looking at these games, in the NFL especially, the better quarterback usually wins the cover. And Kirk Cousins, who when we play Minnesota, I refer to as Turd Cousins, but last week he was Kirk because we had the money on him. I think clearly is a better quarterback than Purdy. Ball speed out of, out of Cousins last week, I mean, he had like John Elway speed on that ball. Yeah. Minnesota's a solid team, tough place to play. Uh, and Coach Coach Smith, when I was on the call sheet first week of the season, he couldn't believe it. I, I'm not a big believer in the 49ers. Defense is strong. Uh, Purdy, I think, is going to be a liability going forward. And I think it's something to watch. And, and there's a reason he got taken last. And he looked like a, a quarterback that, that was the last pick of the draft the last two weeks. So we'll see. And we're not going to bet against him this week. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to press my luck, you know, and, hey. and try and get a whammy. But when you, when you get that big one, you just – Take it easy there for a little sure bit. So the NFL, NFL, we finished two and two. And like you said, what is your saying about being 500, being e straight up? Even Steven is a winner in the gambling world. It's a survival game. If you're not you giving go. away all your money and you're, you're keeping it in your pocket, you're surviving. Yeah, you got to play the VIG. You got you to pay the juice a little bit, but that's fine. That's the fee that you pay to, to gamble and try to hit the big win. And that's what we're going for this week. And we did the same thing on the college side, two and two. Now this was flip. So the NFL, the early games were no good. The at the evening games, primetime, Sunday night, Monday nights when we cashed in. It was completely opposite on the college slate. So you you went to your inside source last week. Third string backup kicker 20 years ago said, take JMU. JMU crushes Marshall. 
on Crushed Thursday it. Night Football. Crushed it. You got your source, man. That was a good pick. Great game. I watched a lot of that game. Uh, texting back and forth with the uh, third string punter from 22 years ago. Uh, fun game. I like watch. You know, those teams are a little bit uh, level below the, you know, the the Alabamas, the the you know the majors a little bit. Even though JMU cracked 25th, I think in national rankings this week. I don't. I don't have it down on our sheet. But if I was looking for an extra college bet, I would bet against JMU this week. Given 20, I believe they're playing Old Dominion. Uh, that was like their Super Bowl last week. Hit yeah. 25th. They're, they're having a big argument. They're not allowed to, to uh, play in bowls because they just jumped up. I think there's a two-year wait. You have to wait before you can get in the major bowl. Big win for them. I, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of a letdown this week against Old Dominion. They have a winning record. And uh, I, I'm happy for JMU, but I, I wouldn't bet on them this week. Okay. Then you came through with the Ohio State-Penn State. This was a back-and-forth game. If you love defense, I mean, this is a traditional Big Ten game. You said you don't, you're don't, you not a buyer in Penn State. You're all in on Ohio State. Minus four and a half, they come through. They cover. You look like a genius as they defend their territory at the horseshoe. What are your thoughts on that game? Well, Jeff, I got to watch that game with my son in a, a North Wildwood classic, oldest pub in Cape May County down here near Atlantic City called the Anglesey Pub. It's full of, of Irishmen from Ireland. You get a good Guinness there. They hug you. They treat you like family. <laughs> Ohio State should have won that by 50. Yeah. Smoking that team. Penn State could not move the ball. Marvin Harrison Jr. is a beast. Uh, Penn State, uh, they almost burned us. They had that that touchdown, yep. uh, fumble recovery, run back, call back. I don't know what the heck was going on with, with Ohio State. They, they were dominant. And and that should have been an easier win, but that that was a good one. We were happy about that. And Ohio State's team to watch going forward. So we start off two and zero last week in college picks, and that's when things take a huge. Let's nose just dive. move on from there, Jeff. Let's just keep going. <laughs> we got to cover it. We got to get it when we get right, when we get them right and wrong. We took West Virginia at homecoming over Oklahoma State. West Virginia was giving three and a half points, and Oklahoma State blew their doors off. We did not see this coming, did we? You know, uh, thinking back, that that's a tough game. Uh, I had some friends at the game. One of my friend's kids got, got, got a little bit too tipsy. He was throwing up in the stadium. I'm going to put the loss on him. <laughs> Must have had an odor drifting into the into the, the sideline for West Virginia. They looked a little a little rocky on offense, and, you know, that that's what's fun about college betting. You never know what you're going to get, really. I honestly, as someone that grew up in West Virginia, I follow the Mountaineers from afar i wouldn't touch them with a 30-foot pole gambling <laughs> they are the most inconsistent team i've no ever since rich rod and the pit fiasco like i'm yep. not no they've that that changed that whole program so let's go to the final game last week usc utah usc was giving seven i thought this was a safe bet Me and too. man no one saw utah doing what they did <sighs> And now all of a sudden, USC, they're out of the playoffs probably. They're not going to be getting national recognition. Maybe they'll get yeah. a bowl, but not what it was. Uh, learned a lot from that game. Uh, Utah, uh, we, we're, we're going to be hearing about Utah when we get to this week's picks. Yep. Uh, a team that's had a really tough schedule and are getting some really good results. And, you know, that's part of when, when you're, you're putting bets in every week, you got to learn from them. You got you to gotta keep things either in your head or you got to keep data written down or on a computer. And we definitely learned a lot about Utah last week. That was impressive. 
and, and they've got an interesting style of play. They're even better at home, and, and we're going to be hearing about them in a couple minutes when we get to our college picks. Well, let's do that because I have a question about Utah. Not so much Utah specifically, but about them and their situation. So let's go to this week's picks. We're going to start with college. You have Utah, who's getting seven points. They're at home against Oregon. Now, we the very first episode of Pez's picks, we talked about Oregon versus Washington. Game ended up being a push. But you like Utah. Go ahead and explain yourself now. So this is one of those, Jeff. Uh, occasionally, a line's going to stick out to a, a – a veteran experienced gambler. It doesn't seem like Utah should only be getting seven points, even though they had the big win last week and they're having a good season. Oregon, number one offense in the country, number seven passing game, number six, number six rushing game. Bo Nix is awesome. And to me, Utah getting seven tells me that, that Vegas and tells me that the people smarter than myself, they, they know something about that team. Uh, most gamblers, I think, are going to look at that and look at that as a bargain. Oregon only giving seven to Utah. Most people couldn't even tell you a, a player on Utah. Uh, I like Utah a lot in this situation. It's going to be cold. could be rainy, a little snowy. Oregon coming off that loss, probably a little bit down still from that. Uh, Utah's only given up 15 points a game. Stuffs the run, 78 yards a game against the run. Uh, I think – that that's going to help them stay in this game and keep it close. Maybe get an outright win. They played a strong schedule. They beat Florida. They beat number 11 ranked UCLA, number 18 USC. They beat Cal. They haven't lost a game at home. And that, that Utah is a sneaky team that I think could, could have a big upset coming in this week. We're hoping for. Now, the question I had was not so much about Utah, but when you think about Utah last week, okay, they go into USC, they win. It's a huge win for the program. Do you believe in a letdown game? Like, do you believe that those type of things exist from a betting perspective? I, because I do. I'll give you an example. The Cleveland Browns beat the San Francisco 49ers. Sure. And then next week are going to play the Indianapolis Colts, even though it's on the road. They're heavily favored. I would, I even said on other podcasts, take the Colts giving, you know, getting points at home because this just screams letdown for the Cleveland Browns. And even though the Browns won the game 39, 38, they would have lost with the spread. Do you believe in that type of stuff? The letdown games? Uh, situationally, I think that's something that you have to take into account, especially at the college level, at the college level, there's so much riding on every game. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, Oregon loses that game, probably loses their chance to win a national championship. Um, at the pro level, it, it depends. And I think it, it's more schedule-based than letdown. If you're looking at a team that's been on, you know, like San Francisco last week, two West Coast, two East Coast flights or middle-of-the-country flights, that's something I think you take into account a little bit more. At the pro level, I, I think a letdown is, is looked at a little bit differently than college level. Yeah. College, another reason I like Utah, I don't know if uh, you've been ever out there. I'm a big skier, Jeff. There's no drinking in Utah. Mormons don't drink. There's no partying on that campus. Maybe this is a secret. Those kids are home studying the playbook. They're not out. They're not. West Virginia probably lost. They're probably out getting bombed all week. Utah, they're going to church. They're good people. That's why Jim McMahon did well there. They they, they banned uh, taking people like Jim McMahon and Utah colleges after he was quarterback at BYU. I love this game. And, okay. and I, I think Oregon is, is going to be in for a fight. I, I really do. I like teams in college that stuff the run. And, and make teams one-dimensional. Uh, a lot harder in college to kind of change things on the fly like you can do at the pro level. Absolutely. Now let's talk about a team that is, is seemingly 
fallen off a cliff. Uh, they went from national champion to now being an afterthought when it comes to even the NCAA playoffs. And that would be in the ACC. We're talking about Clemson. Clemson's giving 10 points on the road at NC State, the Wolfpack. You like Clemson, though. You like Clemson to win and cover on the road. What are your thoughts? I, I love Debo Sweeney. I love coaches that have won. I love coaches and programs that have a winning tradition, like you said. He said this week he's sticking with his quarterback, Kay Klubinick, who, who blew it last week in the double overtime loss. Uh, I, I, I think that Clemson is still a decent team. Uh, they've won 9 out of 10 in the matchup against NC State. They've got the seventh-best uh, defense in the country. NC State, 99th-ranked offense. So I, I like our chances with Clemson. In this situation, I don't think it's a letdown game. I think Debo Sweeney, a, a, a coach who really doesn't have pressure, right? I mean, Debo Sweeney, yeah. the, that, that guy's locked in down there. There's no panic. And I think sticking with that quarterback says a lot. And at the college level, I played a little college soccer. When the coach gets behind a player that made a mistake, that rallies the team. And when you pull a guy, you blame a guy, that makes the other players question, you know, can I trust this dude? I mean, Klubinick wasn't trying to lose that game. I mean, it was it was an error that he made trying to win. So I like that they're sticking with him. I like him better this week because of that. Okay. Let's go to another team that when I was a, when I was growing up, this was a national powerhouse team. And now, again, no one even talks about him, and that's Nebraska. So we have Purdue going to Nebraska. Nebraska is giving two and a half, but you like the Cornhuskers. Well, explain that pick. I, I love, uh, I shouldn't say, this is my favorite play of the week. Cornhuskers giving two and a half. It's going to snow. It's going to be cold. All Nebraska can do is run the, run the ball. They're on a two-game winning streak. They average 195 rushing yards a game. Wow. Old school football. I mean, this is one of those Nebraska farm teams. They're going to pound it. Purdue's given up 154 rushing yards a game. That's a good equation, especially in a cold, snowy, old-school, pounded, classic kind of college game. I'm excited for this one. Uh, I put I put two stars next to this game. Okay. I love Nebraska. So would, you, would you call this the lock of the week? I don't like saying that. I, <laughs> I don't believe in that, unless it's the birds. If it's a birds game and we're feeling really confident, that, that, that's a lock of the okay. week. All right, so let's do. Does it? Let's recap NCAA. You gave three picks this week. Clemson giving ten at NC State. You're taking Clemson. Purdue at Nebraska. Nebraska is giving two and a half. Doesn't matter. You're taking them. Oregon at Utah again. You talked about that. Utah at home getting seven points. You like Utah getting seven. Let's go to the National Football League now. We have four picks on the NFL side. Let's see how we do this week. Tampa Bay, you went with them last week. You said you like Baker Mayfield, but then Baker Mayfield tanked it again for a second straight week coming off their bye. But you like that the redemption aspect is going to be a, a theme here with your sure. picks. The Buffalo Bills coming off that loss to the New England Patriots. They're giving eight and a half at home. You say it doesn't matter. Take them. Uh, I, I think Baker's got a good arm, and Baker's going to have good games, but he's he's banged up. Knee injury. That was a deflating loss. I'm pretty sure it was a first place uh, game. I think Atlanta moved into first place in the division. Mm -hmm. uh, Godwin's banged up. I mean, that's a huge weapon for them. Bucks are only putting up 17 points a game. The Bills are averaging 28 points a game. People are down the Bills a little bit. I think the NFL does a really great job with scheduling these days. Miami, I'm not calling them a fraud. I think their opponents coming into the Birds game were like 5-25 and 25 combined. So I, I think the Bills are a much better team than their record. Allen Diggs due for a big game. 
they look me to me more like a five and three team than a four and four team if they were to lose this game. I don't think the eight and a half is going to matter. I think we're going to see a big Bills home blowout win. And Josh Allen's a horse. He's a stud. I, I, I like the Bills a lot on Thursday night. Short week, banged up. Tampa, you got to go north. It's going to be cold, probably damp. I mean, New England, it's, it's never pretty weather up there. So I, I'm big on Buffalo this week. Yeah, I think that's a game where it makes sense. Like the, this pick makes sense to me. The the Bills are going to want to throttle a team because they just got beat uh, by a division rival last week. We'll see if they can bounce back. Let's go to the next game. The game I am obviously going to be very glued into as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, the Jacksonville Jaguars who have won four in a row. They're traveling to Accra Shore Stadium to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are coming off their big win over the Los Angeles Rams in week seven. Steelers are home dogs getting two and a half points at home. And you like the black and gold. I'm waiting to hear this explanation. Uh, anytime Steelers at home are getting points, I, I look at that game. I might be even a little bit biased in that. Um, I love them this week. Pickett looked, looked a lot like a, a quarterback, like the Steelers should be starting last week. TJ Watts, awesome. Maybe the best defender in the league. Uh, anytime you're getting points at home in Pittsburgh, I think you have to jump on that, especially when you're playing the kid. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Jeff, but, but Trevor Lawrence was in Dazed and Confused. He was the star, the young kid with the long hair. You know, a little bit of a hippie guy. Yeah. A little, uh, little Puff the Magic Dragon for a guy this week. He's going to be a little sleepy going into that game. Not a place for a guy with, with, uh, that's a, a hippie walking into Pittsburgh. That's the kind of quarterback that the Steelers punish. They looked like they had a lot of energy last week. They looked, they were hyped up at the end of that game. That's a big win. I like the Steelers when they're winning. They tend to win, as you know. Steelers tend to win in bunches. That's a yeah. team that once they get rolling, they keep rolling. Uh, I, I love them this week. This is the uh, first of a three-game homestand for the Steelers, actually. It sounds like a baseball game where you're hosting three games in a row. They have three straight home games starting sure. with this one. It'll be interesting to see how they handle this on paper. Uh, the Jaguars are the better team, but there's something about the Steelers. They're getting better every single week. Kenny Pickett's improving every single week. But you talk about Trevor Lawrence. I always compare him not so much to the days and confused character. I go to sunshine from uh, remember the Titans. Okay. When he comes in with the long blonde locks and he's slinging the ball over the field. That, that's who I always go to is sunshine. Either, either one. That's a quarterback. That's a lunch for the Steelers. They love blasting <laughs> pretty, pretty boy. Quarterbacks don't do well in Pittsburgh. Hey, I love it. I absolutely love it. So you like the Steelers plus two and a half. Let's go to another game. The Raiders at Lions. Here we go. Always bet the Lions. That's what Pez always says. He's going Lions are giving eight. The Raiders are just absolutely a tire fire right now. I mean, it's awful what they're doing. I don't know if Jimmy G is going to be back or not this week, but you say take the Lions giving eight. Well, I mean, Garoppolo stinks. Eight picks on the year already. Even getting smoked out last week. Lions still have the seventh best, uh, uh, against the pass in the league. Dan Campbell, he took the whole loss on his shoulders. I don't know if you watched the uh, the HBO um, uh, Hard Knock show. That, that guy did like 50 up-downs with his mm -hmm. team. He's a player's coach. I like that he brings in ex-players as coordinators and assistant coaches. That's a player's locker room. They respond to that guy. He said this uh, after the game that he gave him a couple of days, no pads or like a walkthrough. He took the whole – he took the blame. I love that. You don't hear that from NFL coaches. Yeah. That guy's got no ego. He's fearless. I think a team is going to respond to that. They're going to respect that that guy took all the blame. Uh, after a loss like that, Dan Campbell's a man, Jeff. Uh, I've yeah. been punched in the face. You get up. 
You either run away and cry or you punch the guy back in the face. Dan Campbell's the guy that's going to punch you right back in the face, and I think the Lions are too. I'm going to roll with them. Uh, I think being at home, Vegas, uh, I think Vegas is in trouble. I like the Raiders a lot. I mean, I like the uh, Lions a lot. To take yeah, the Raiders there you go. Out. Jared Goff in the Dome is different than Jared Goff in the out in the elements. It's always sure. been that way for his whole career. And so when you think about last week, M&T Bank Stadium is really windy in Maryland. I live here, so I know it's really yeah. windy. That's not conducive to Jared Goff. Lamar's used to it. He can run also. He's got a really tight spiral on his passes. Jared Goff looked off, I think, in the friendly confines there. at, D- at a, I think it's still Ford Field in Detroit. They should have a better performance. And like I said, the Raiders are just playing awful. Whether Jimmy G's in the lineup or not, they're looking to be sellers uh, probably at the trade deadline. So let's go to the last pick in the NFL Texans at Panthers, Houston Texans. They look pretty good. I mean, they've, they've looked pretty good, but you like them, even though the Panthers are getting three points, uh, you like the Houston Texans to win and cover a little bit of a fishy line. It's the only thing that scares me, Jeff. I feel like Texans maybe should be given a little bit more, even though they're on the road Stroud. I'm a big believer in kids, a stud nine TDs to one pick. Fourth best passing game in the league for Texan, averaging 277 a game. And Carolina just downright sucks, right? They stick. That team's yeah. awful. Uh, they're going to win a game at some point. Bagging on it not being this week. Uh, I think both are coming off a bye as well. Yep. Texans are, are going to be rested. Watch a lot of tape with that young quarterback. I, I think he, he's going to get better and better, Stroud. I, I like him. He reminds me of a, an old school guy. He's quiet, goes about his business, doesn't turn it over. And like we talk a lot about here on Pez's Picks, quarterbacks that don't turn it over are good bets. Uh, once yeah. you turn that ball over, chances of covering in the NFL go down incrementally every turnover. Baker last week coughed it up twice, fumble. Uh, you know, that, that cost us. Uh, I like C.J. Stroud. I like Texans all day here. But that line is kind of weird, though. Like, don't you? I, I, it's a little fishy. You said that, and that's a perfect way of describing it. When I saw yeah. that it was just plus three, I was like, just plus three? Like, Houston's a better team than that. I mean, yeah. they blew the doors off the Steelers in week four, and then they've they've rattled off some wins after that. So I'm with you. That's a that's a little shady to me. I don't know well, if I would touch that one. The, the gambling rule is you get three points at home. So right. if you want to look at it from that perspective, Texas, if they were home, be given six, which probably makes a little bit more sense. You know, Texas isn't a great team. Uh, they're not they're not they're not great on every side of the ball. Um but I think this week Stroud's gonna gonna pull them over. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a, a a game that I think the Texans are actually gonna win this game, and I think they'll probably cover. So we have another bonus pick, like you said, the raffle pick. It's going to the NBA on Thursday night. The Philadelphia 76ers travel to the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks are kind of putting together a little super team of the, their own there oh, yeah. with Damian Hilliard. And uh let's go with the Bucks giving five at home. You say take Milwaukee over Philly. Yeah, this is a little bit more than, than you know, when you're betting a, a Premier League team getting 700. I like the Bucks a lot. Uh, I get a lot of Philly coverage, you know, with, with yeah. the Sixers and being hometown. Harden is dead set on sabotaging this team until he's gone. Not even sure if he's playing. Who knows with that guy? He could be at a strip club at game time. Uh, Embiid usually doesn't come in in very good shape. That's been a knock on him in his career in Philadelphia. Guy likes a lot of cheesesteaks. So uh, I expect Milwaukee, Damian Lillard to come out firing. I don't think we, ha- we can keep up with that team with Giannis and, and, and Lillard. I, I don't think we have the, I don't think we have the offensive power. 
I don't think Maxi, Tobias Harris, and Embiid are keeping up with those guys. Embiid will, but Tobias and Maxi, I, I, I'll take Lillard over those two guys combined. And then Giannis just signed that huge three-year extension. I had to double sure. do a double check on my phone to make sure I saw those numbers. Like, how many millions for three years? You guys are getting it. They deserve it. Hey, here's what you do. You tell your kids that are really athletic, don't play football, play baseball or basketball. Guaranteed contracts. That's where it is. Yeah, that's right. Who, the money's in hoops right now. That's a worldwide oh, sport. Sure. I mean, there's hundreds of millions of viewers in China and Korea. I mean, that, that sport's going to keep growing and growing. Absolutely. So there you have it. To recap those NFL picks and the bonus pick, Tampa Bay at Buffalo. Buffalo's giving eight and a half. Take the Bills. The Jaguars at the Steelers. Steelers are getting two and a half at home. Take the Steelers. Raiders at Lions. Lions giving eight. Doesn't matter. Take the Lions. Texans at Panthers. Panthers getting three at home. Take the Texans with the bonus pick. Take the Milwaukee Bucks over the 76ers, even though the Bucks are giving five on Thursday night. Pez, any final thoughts for this week? Let's go, Birds. We got a tough matchup with Washington. Jalen's a little bit banged up, but the kid's a warrior. The guy squats 600 pounds, yeah. leg injury or not. I think they're going to win this game. Could be a tight one, though. But but go Birds and go Steelers. Let's get hey. let's get a double double Pennsylvania win. Would be great. There you go, the Keystone State. Very good. I love it. So next week we'll be reha- recapping all these, giving you a whole new slate of picks. Probably some more NBA inside the NHL. We'll see. Pez, thanks for your time. We'll see you next week. All right, thanks, Jeff. Let's go get him.